Welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast, the photo imaging industry's leading news source. Here's your host, Gary Peugeot. The Dead Pixel Society podcast is brought to you by MediaClip, Photo Finale, and Advertech Printing. Hello again and welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. I'm your host, Gary Peugeot, and today we're joined by Claudia Denser, the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Leonard's Photography in St. Augustine, Florida. She's also the recently named Chairman of the Governing Board of the School Photographers Association of America. Hi, Claudia. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me, Gary. First, let's talk about Leonard's. You are an institution in Florida. You've been around for 70 years. Can you kind of walk us through the the, uh, evolution of the company that started, I believe, with your grandfather, correct? Yes. My grandfather, um, he started it as a school photography company. Before that, we were portrait photographers. We uh, came here from Ohio. My grandfather spent most of his life here in St. Augustine, and that's where we're based at this point. We were, like I said, a portrait studio before we were in school photography. We got into school photography in about 1947, When there were outside vendors coming in, trying to take the school pictures here in St. Augustine, Mm -hmm. Um, obviously the school board recognized that we might have that same skill. And so came to my grandfather who then decided to take it on. And obviously it worked quite well. And we started to expand our reach at that point uh, throughout Florida and uh, up till today. And we service um, a lot of schools in all of Florida and up into South Georgia. So now you're predominantly a school photography company. Do you still do the traditional portraits like you used to, or is that more of an adjunct to the existing? We still do all of of the traditional pictures Mm -hmm. uh, for elementary, middle, high school. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we have our senior photography sessions that, Mm -hmm. as if you know anything about the senior photography industry, it's gone from just a drape and a tux (laughs) to basically an entire modeling session uh, that can either happen at any one of our five studios Mm -hmm. or it could happen at a school campus or anything in between, mm-hmm. but it's unbelievable. These kids, what they bring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so predominantly that's, that's it. Uh, we do also print our own yearbooks here in house. Mm-hmm. So we do have a full um, print shop down there with a bindery. And mm-hmm. so we typically service elementary middle and we've just now gotten into the high school realm in the past four to five years. So that's been really, really mm-hmm. interesting to be able to build those big high school books now and uh, be part of the history of that school. So. And how much of your other production do you do? Do you outsource any of the print production of otherwise, or do do you do all that in-house as well? We do all of that in-house. So we're vertically integrated here. So we have an entire lab. Uh, We print all of our own pictures Mm -hmm. and ship them out of here, uh, shipping department, everything. Mm -hmm. And we really, uh, most of our programs are predominantly written in-house as well in terms of how we handle the images and get the images through our editors and all of that Mm -hmm. sort of um, necessary items that need to happen before the pictures are printed. Uh, we manage all of that in-house. So we really don't use a lot of third-party sources for much of anything. Mm-hmm. We've been very self-reliant in that respect. Well, and that brings us to your dad, mm-hmm. who really created a lot of the technology that you're using. Can you talk a little bit about your dad? Yeah, so I I very fondly remember being very young and him always having a computer just completely in parts on the breakfast table and just putting <laughs> it all back together. So He's always been very into technology Mm -hmm. and learning the latest and greatest and everything like that. And that's really 
allowed us to transition and mold and flex and you know especially during the time of covid right now sure. just really take care of any specific needs that either our clients or uh, you know our schools also being our clients we have two clients we have the schools and the parents that we also sell to just really being able to facilitate really any single need they may have mm-hmm. you know because i mean if you know how to program that stuff and the systems and working it and putting it all together. I mean, you can't find that in something in a box on a shelf. He's always just been super interested in technology, how it works, how it translates out to our customers. And um, it's just been a a fascinating process. To me, that's magic. (laughs) I am not a tech, (laughs) I'm not technology. I don't, I'm not technologically driven like that in that respect. Um, So it's basically magic. He performs magic. Mm far as I'm concerned, it is because you can customize and, and just make anything work for any single, mm-hmm. anything you would need. It's been great. And obviously to grow up watching that transform and then now to see the end result as we sit mm-hmm. here at Leonard's and, you know, see what that translates into and how we get picture from camera to a printed, you know, source. And it's just, it's awesome. You've had to manage a lot of technology transfer, a lot of difference, you know, changes in business models and things like that. And you managed to do it all internally. That's pretty impressive because, you know, a lot of the school photography business, when it was analog, they did that, you know, they created their own package printing Mm -hmm. equipment and all that. But when it went digital, that, that kind of changed and that people started looking for 30 party solutions, but Leonard's has not. So kudos to your dad. And he's still involved yes. with the business, right? He is. He is dead daily. So um, <laughs> it's not. he is not backed off at all. But my grandfather, uh, he had the same work ethic. I was not lucky enough to know my great-grandfather. So I can only assume that he had that same... Mm-hmm that same push and drive, but my grandfather in the same respect, you know, had his hand in making cameras work the way he needed them to work Mm -hmm. in order for it to be successful in in portraiture. And also um, some of the printing processes we used, he was able to um, help with and mastermind. And in fact, I, I think there was quite a few that Kodak ended up using you know, I mean, I think that kind of runs in our family. And I think it's just a sign of the times to Mm -hmm. see how that transition from my grandfather to my father now, and that technology that we have, we all have access to now and how it's constantly changing. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see that process and how different people at different times have evolved in that. Now you're the vice president general manager responsible for managing the general craziness that happens there. Yes. So, and you've been in the business pretty much since day one, correct? I mean, you worked there in high school, correct? And then you Absolutely. through college and just stayed with it. So tell me about that. Because there's a lot of family businesses where mm-hmm. the heirs don't always go into the business right away. They go off and do something else and may came, but come back or they may never come back at all. You started right out in it. Uh, tell me about what was your thought process there? Well, obviously the smaller I was, the more menial tasks I had. So there was a lot of filing and putting things in alphabetical order, you know, throughout my whole life. And then obviously as I took um, typing classes in high school, I'd have to come in and um, do some data entry sort of thing. So I can't say that my, my younger years were of any glamorous sort. Right. Honestly started out not thinking I would have any involvement in this. Right. Um, I don't think I really understood the scope and magnitude of what the business was. And so fast forward to college, I when I got out of college, I still had to take some credits over there. I went to the University of Florida in Gainesville, but I had moved back here into St. Augustine. 
And so I did need a job that was a little bit more could uh, schedule around my schedule that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so my father indicated that maybe I could be a photographer. Well, of course, I think, I don't know the last time I had a camera in my hand. I said, well, I don't have any experience. And he said, well, we can train you. Mm. So therein began my journey in this process. Um, And obviously I got trained as a school photographer and went out and took school pictures in all various means of schools from elementary to high school. And, you know, loved it, loved the process, loved, you know, meeting the photographers. We were all like a family because we all banded together and traveled together Mm -hmm. and, you know, would be overnight in Savannah and everything else like that. So to see it from the respect of that sort of day to day encounter that you go into a school, you don't know what you're going to expect. And you go in and it's a whole new day every single day. And, but you always have to be on. So there, there is definitely, you see school photographers are like, oh, what an easy job. Not necessarily. I mean, I think at least I have that full scope image of exactly from start to finish what every job in this company really has to go through. Mm -hmm. And they have some of the hardest, they have to be on, you have to get that Mm -hmm. kid to smile. You can't have a terrible day out there and get a kid to have a great expression on the other end of that camera. Yeah, What they don't see is the photographer is lugging in cases of photographic equipment at 5 a.m. 5.30 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) Exactly. That's the glamorous part of the job, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the not glamorous part (laughs) and the long drives and everything else. But, you know, it was such a unique perspective that I just never had, obviously had never experienced before Mm -hmm. and spent about four to five years doing that before I started moving into more of an internal role, more of a customer service role. Mm -hmm. Obviously I'm, I'm definitely, it can be definitely coined a people pleaser. So I love the process of helping somebody through an issue, whether it be they were just missing a package to where, whether it was helping an entire school get their images so that they could put them in a yearbook, you know, whatever that was. So I just really, I loved coming in from the, in, from the outside in and then really learning kind of that internal mechanism. Yeah. So then I could really kind of start putting it for full circle, like, mm-hmm. okay, here's how we capture the images at the school. This is how we start to process the images mm-hmm. here. And then just recently I've moved up into the lab. So, you know, even the 22 years I've been here, like really, really, really learning, like in the, in the building, in the business, you know, I start to think, okay, I've never been up in the lab before. I've always been on the ground floor in the office. So it's been, I'll say a whole nother learning level (laughs) up here, just getting to know a lot of the people that I know here even better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the people that are still here were working here when I was little. Right. So it's been awesome to kind of see another perspective of the mm-hmm. business up here in the lab. So sure. I feel like I'm still traveling around in every single little entity and just learning more and more. And obviously anything in this industry is constantly, you're constantly learning something new because like any technology, it's constantly changing mm-hmm. and it's constantly evolving and you have to be able to shift with the times as we saw during COVID. So you have to be able to, the people that can shift and move better are the people that are going to make it through it. So relatively. What was your degree in? History. Okay. So. Yeah. I was a history major with a minor in Greek studies. So a lot of research. So, so, you know, the value of photographic material over time, right? Exactly. Exactly. One of the things that, Leonard's has developed is a program to help students be better photographers. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Is that something that you saw as necessary as you talk to customers? Because obviously student photographers are key to the yearbook type thing. Exactly. Yes, it absolutely was. So in 
you know, the scope of services that we cover, especially in a high school realm, we do cover some games, you know, here and there for the school, just to make sure they have really great content and everything else, but we can't be everywhere at that school all the time. And really, let's just say Joe Schmo from Leonard's covering a game and having one of his images in there. That might be great for that player and maybe that team. And that might be make that parent super excited. Mm -hmm. But what if that image was taken by a a student there at the school? Right. And then that student got super excited about it. And then all of their friends were excited about it. So we did recognize the need that the more the students in these schools give and populate these yearbooks and records with their own photography, they not only create interest, obviously, in this thing they're trying to sell, which in this Mm. case would be a yearbook. Mm -hmm. But in that, if we could provide the training and then they're able to really tackle a skill and have a a lifelong skill, Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't go around and want to take a great picture so that you have a memory of whatever right. you, you know, whatever it is you're trying to remember in your life, whether you're on a trip mm-hmm. or whether you're at school or whether you have grandkids or kids of your own. So to provide the training necessary to be able to produce a really quality image that you're super proud of, maybe capture something that you only have ever seen in like a sports illustrated or, sure. you know, something of that nature, mm-hmm. the pride and like, excitement Mm -hmm. that is instilled in these student photographers Mm -hmm. um, is just honestly, it's kind of intoxicating. Like Mm -hmm. it, it it excites us because we've given them a skill. Mm -hmm. They see the power in that skill. They get excited. They're, you know, they're telling a story in their yearbook. So we started that program where we actually brought in a high school teacher from a local high school here, and he molded an educational program that we provide now to all of our high schools. Um, We even provide it in some elementary and middle schools, Mm -hmm. um, especially through our conference every year. We have a conference ourselves called Press Pass, and it typically takes place in July. Uh, This will be the third year. Um, This is only the second year, though, we've been in person. Last year was virtual. Sure. And we provide that training that really any of those students from the high schools can come in and partake in, but also any of the advisors, even on a middle school level or an elementary level. I mean, they can all benefit from that kind of training. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have a super fancy camera. Right. A lot of it's just in the eye of what you're capturing. I mean, obviously we, we've all seen, you know, you can do amazing things with your phone and you can do amazing things with just a point and shoot. Sure. I mean, it's amazing what you can do. So a lot of it's just um, working with the composition and what's the story you're trying to tell right. and really making them understand that it's more than just doing a snapshot. What's the story in that image right. and really driving that home? Because if you're really understanding and you're passionate about the story of that image, you're probably going to take a great picture. Right. That's half the battle right there. And we can get as technical with these kids and the, and the advisors, or we can, like I said, I mean, we even have a recognizing that phone photography is huge. You know, we even have a phone photography session sure. as well, because that's what the kids are going to have on them all the time. Right. They might not have their big rig from the high school because we do provide some cameras to the high schools as well so that they have the equipment sure. necessary to go out and shoot football games and, you know, soccer mm-hmm. games and that kind of stuff. But what if you don't have that? What if, what if you need to think on the fly and you see a great picture, great composition, great story being told mm-hmm. there and you want to capture that? How can you do that with whatever you have in your hand? So it's just been such an empowering program, um, both for the student and advisor, obviously, and you're going to constantly have turnover. So, I mean, something we have to do every single year. I mean, these kids (laughs) aren't sophomores forever. They're not juniors forever and they're not seniors forever. And new yearbook advisors go in and out too. 
Exactly. So it, it, there's a constant need for it as well. So it's something that we're constantly doing and it's something that we're constantly updating with, you know, whatever we see as, um, trends in the industry, both in yearbook photography and just photography in general. So it's just very, it's been a very empowering program. And uh, we've even had two or three of these uh, student photographers come on board and become photographers for us after college. Yeah, I can, I can see where that is almost like a talent program, right? A talent search. Yeah. Yeah. You develop your talent and, and some of these kids had never had experience with a camera before, and they didn't even know that was something that they would enjoy doing. So There's just so many aspects to it that are so positive mm. as, you know, and nowadays I think we're all looking for that positivity, especially with, sure. you know, high school students and getting them engaged and making them excited about just sure. what they're doing about their school life, about their school's culture mm. and everything mm. involved. Um, so it, it's one of my, mo- it's one of my favorite programs just because there's just so many positive aspects mm. to it. And of course there's us as trainers, uh, you know, us as trainers, we, we love seeing the, the development, especially when, you know, they, they come out to be super successful. Sure. And again, you know, it also benefits them because they sell more yearbooks if they have more student content in them. So, so when the yearbook one. side, do you have a training program for the design and that side of the yearbook too? Yes. Yes. I'm a recovering yearbook advisor myself. Okay. So I know it's a constant learning phase because you're like you get a new staff almost every year. Yes. So we have um, many a yearbook advisor on our staff and one particular lady, Mallory, uh, she's come to us and she's a a self-glorified yerd, Mm -hmm. which is a yearbook nerd. And um, she actually just got her master's in uh, the journalism education program. So she has an MJE, which is super exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, But she creates all the curriculum and content um, being an advisor herself. She was able to really come up with what it would be, uh, what you would like to teach in the classroom and um, really does help us mold our photography education program as well with some directions and guidance Mm -hmm. on what curriculum uh, they're looking for. But yeah, we, we go as far down into like, you know, how to design a page, what you're looking for, how to tell the story, mm-hmm. you know, any of those, um, like kind of higher level journalistic ideals, True. uh, that we want the kids to understand because, you know, th- that yearbook class, especially in the high schools, it's like a little business. I mean, they're running literal business there mm-hmm. and there's so many aspects of that. And I think the most, uh, successful yearbook classes I've seen has every kid playing a role, obviously a role they're really comfortable with, but from managing the money to, you know, providing the layout and the story and what's the theme yeah. of the book and deadlines and, you know, everything else. I mean, I, I, I think it just, I don't think it's, it's talked about as, as much as it should be the power of what these yearbook classes are really mm-hmm. learning both from start to finish in the process of making a yearbook, both in the photography to the storytelling, to the journalism, to just the business keeping money, you know, whatever kind of down in the weeds types of things those kids are doing. I mean, it's really amazing. The experiences these kids are having. You also mentioned, uh, you know, pride in the school and all that. You also Mm -hmm. do some work with the schools with helping them with their image. Right. I like outside branding. I think that's a very interesting aspect. So tell us a little bit about your onsite branding partnerships with the schools. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Photo retailers, energize your sales with Share Me Chat, the proven texting platform. 
Using chat to text on your website keeps your customers connected and buying. See us at Pro and IPI to find out why dealers using ShareMe Chat close more sales without adding staff. Find out more at shareme.chat. So we discovered about, I'd say probably about eight years ago, that we have obviously a lot of designers in-house here who help, you know, design our marketing, a website, um, you know, you name it, flyers, everything like that. And um, they have a great skill where, you know, and a lot of these schools don't have a lot of money to um, associate with this sort of branding to go into these schools and to be able to help them bring a pride and excitement mm-hmm. to their campus that they might not have the money for, but it's something that maybe we might be able to work into our contract because we have, you know, the staff of, of designers and everybody who mm-hmm. can come up with these really amazing projects, anything from like a full wall mural in a cafeteria mm-hmm. with a bunch of different student life photos, like we did um, up here in North Florida and Keystone Heights to just a, a door wrapping of windows and things of that nature. But it's amazing because, you know, a lot of some of these schools are new, you know, and those are those are easier. They're blank slates, but some of these schools aren't new. And some of these schools might've been uh, built in the seventies and Mm eighties and, you know, might be in desperate need of some sort of revamping of, you know, just, uh, just a simple design. And it's amazing the pride and excitement just a wall clean can bring to the school because it's, providing that image, that image of, you know, your pride, whatever your, your team is for that school or whatever it is, it's really bringing that to the students and they see it in their hallways and they see it in their cafeteria and they see it in their sports arenas and, you know, whatever it is on campus that we're helping to brand. It's just such a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, with schools not having either, you know, a lot of money to really put in that bucket, it's nice to help them out and to be able to provide a service that we've really been sitting on in here. I mean, we have we have the talented designers that are really super excited about these pro- these projects as well to see them take shape and form and get put up on a wall. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And it, it's really even more exciting because um, most of us here have all gone to the same high school. So we just recently did a huge project at the local high school in St. Augustine. And it was so exciting because so many of us are alum from the school. Nice. So the pride on the other side, even from internally here sure. of being able to provide something to the school that we walked the same hallways in, and we just got as excited to put up, you know, <laughs> wall clings on this wall. And it just provided so much excitement around the building that that was awesome too. So, and it helped our employees really see like, oh, that's, that's how exciting that stuff can be. Okay. Now we understand why you guys do it. So I, yeah, I love that service. The schools get super excited about it. And it's just from new to old buildings. It's always just such a prideful, important aspect of, of bringing positivity to student life. So obviously you're passionate about the importance of school pictures. Yes. That leads to your participation in the uh, School Photographers of America, SPOA. And you were recently uh, elected the the chair of the uh, governing board. Yes. What drew you to this new association that's really was just over a year old now? 
Well, obviously in the beginning, just the very, very beginning conversations on SPOA, it was born from that need in March of 2020 to establish a school photography is an essential business that we do provide essential security things to the school. So we take, we not only take the students' pictures, oftentimes we're managing a tremendous amount of their data and have to do so responsively and protectively. And then on top of that, we're providing them ID cards. We're providing them those images to import into their software. Mm-hmm. We're providing all of that. So SPOA was born in that need to become an essential business. And now that we obviously established that, um, I think pretty much all, all over the entire country. I mean, I, obviously I can speak for Florida and Georgia, but we started to really know we need an associ- trade association that represent school photographers. And it's been a while since we've had this and it, the need is very necessary. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that like many things, COVID shone a light on, that was definitely one of them. So as one of the leading school photographers in the United States, um, I felt that it was very important for Leonard's to be on the governing board of this. We felt it was very important to establish that need. And I know that we've kind of come up with a why, why are we doing this? And so we all just met in person. And so uh, to this, to this day, this is how it stands. We are, we stand to advocate, educate, preserve, and protect and promote the great tradition of school photography and yearbooks. Mm And because there is a tradition there, and obviously we're in, because we just talked about it, we're in an industry that's constantly changing and evolving. But what every single one of the School Photographers of America governing board members stands by is there's a tradition here, and there's a pride that goes within that tradition. And there's a need to band together so that we can educate the public and our schools and our customers on our role and how important it is to have school photographers and the role that we play and really, you know, the value of our product and all the things that goes into and all of the, all of the people it reaches and whether your images go out there to find a missing child or to, um, to celebrate a, a certain child's, you know, accolades or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, school photography is that tradition that really continues Mm -hmm. and it's really amazing. Um, So it was just really important for us at Leonard's to be part of the driving force Mm -hmm. uh, to really start the School Photographers of America. Obviously we're really embarking on a really exciting 2022 (laughs) uh, for School Photographers of America. And we can't wait to reach out to any company that hasn't come on board Mm. and is taking advantage of um, what we're we're creating for them to use. Um, And so we're just really excited about 2022. And I'm very, so very honored to lead that charge. Mm. It's been such a pleasure to work with every single person on the board. And what a unique situation where you all get, you all get together and at that table, you might have multiple competitors there mm-hmm. that we compete against each other, possibly on a daily, monthly, yearly basis, at, at least. Sure. And, but we can come together with the overreaching importance of this industry, what we stand for. A lot of us are family owned and operated and we're in multi-generational family businesses and we can come together for the greater good 
to make sure that our industry continues to be healthy, continues to thrive, mm -hmm. and continues on with a tradition, but knowing that we have a future and mm -hmm. that it's constantly evolving and to be there to support this industry and really any company that embarks on it. One of the exciting things that's coming up in 2022 is your conference, the first conference. It's going to be in June. How is this conference, how is the content of this conference going to be different than other photography conferences uh, that may focus more on the, the, the shooting or business side? You've got a very aggressive agenda to bring different aspects of the industry together, including you know, customers and educators. We are really going to primarily focus on the leadership um, we've identified that the best feedback and way that we can give back to the industry is just in that leadership arm that really has not been a class or anything that is, that's taken place at any of these other conferences. So we really felt that we could come in with this leadership theme to our conference and really get some people excited about sitting at the table with either some you know, really large companies or, you know, kind of delve deep into the, you know, leadership qualities that you really need to have in order to, you know, be a successful business mm -hmm. in, in this industry today. And um, that was really the basic missing link uh, that we all decided was missing from all the other conferences that we had taken part in and was probably one that we could we could do and and it would it's going to bring people to the conversation and I, I can't wait for that i think it's going to be super powerful so as someone who's grown up in the industry right you've seen a lot of the changes you are one of the family-owned businesses that you represent how important is it as a woman to be leading this first governing year no, I, I mean, I think it's huge. I think, um, you know, with everything going on in the world today and equality and everything else, I mean, we all as a governing board can sit at that table and we all reach across the table and it, it male or female, it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter at that point, we're all in it for the best, the betterment of the industry and the future of bringing on that tradition. So, um, I, I mean, I think it just speaks to, it could be anybody, mm -hmm. you know, but, and I'm, you know, obviously there's power in being, you know, the female leader to that. Um, but showing others that mm -hmm. in a predominantly male <laughs> populated industry, exactly. um, there is a female voice here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge selling point as well, that it's not what you think it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you know, not your dad's trade as well. voice <laughs> here. Yes. There's a female voice here as well. And we're all bringing something to the table and it's important for us all to hear each other at the table. Personally, what do you think you bring to the table from your perspective as someone who started behind the, behind the lens and worked your way up to leading a large size volume photographer? I mean, you've been through the, the trenches. So what, what perspective does that give you? I think that's it right there. I've been through the trenches. So, I mean, you can come into any industry or any company and, you know, maybe be a good leader and lead it. But I honestly think that unless you've rolled up your sleeves and been out there day in and day out and done the job and walked in the shoes of what you're asking your other employees to do mm -hmm. and really truly understanding what it is you're asking them to do. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. Is it really bringing yourself down? Cause I mean, you can look at everything from like a 30,000 foot kind of scope, 
but I think there's always importance in looking at it from the ground level too. I mean, you have to, you have to know because you have to figure out the minutia mm -hmm. and whether it's going to result in the end result that you want mm -hmm. and the quality image you want or the quality packaging you want to come out of there. And that starts at the camera. So I've always prided myself in, you know, I want to be a part of every single thing. I've been down there in yearbook season helping run, you know, one of the bindery machines mm -hmm. because, and just to be there and to work around the employees that have given, you know, mm -hmm. so much to us and work year in and year out to make sure that we get our yearbooks out the door. It's like that. I love that part. Mm -hmm. I love it. I don't ever want to be so far removed that I'm not in, I'm not able to be in a trench because I think then you just become you lose touch, mm -hmm. you lose touch. And I, and I think that's probably, I, to me, that's important in my role at Leonard's, but it's also important in my role as SPOA too, because I'm very passionate about, I mean, not to get into like where we sit in terms of, cause I don't know, quite frankly, cause that's not what well, we can't, it's not important, but I, the smaller company that you have, the larger company you have, we all have a voice at that table. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that the larger company has a bigger voice than the smaller company. That's just not it. Mm -hmm. We all have a voice at that table. We can all come together for, again, the greater good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to, you know, how I started in this industry and how I started in this business. And mm -hmm. yeah, I started at the, I started in data entry and I, <laughs> you know, entered names and I filed stuff in a filing cabinet in a vault when I was, you know, 12. And then, you know, and then I took the photography and we've discussed how that's not a glamorous job a lot of the time because super early and you're lugging a bunch of equipment around and you have to be on, you know, mm -hmm. to packaging up here and trying to meet a deadline mm -hmm. and getting the packages back to the school. I mean, there's just a whole gamut, but I, I have that same approach. And I think that's the skill I would bring, I bring to the chair position here at mm -hmm. SPOA for the governing board is Everybody has a voice at this table mm. because we have a major task in front of us, again, to advocate, educate, preserve, protect, and promote the great tradition of school photography and yearbooks and what we do. And you can't have one voice be louder than the other. Mm. So we all have one and it needs to be equal. Who would you say is your leadership model? Like the, like the person you look at who says, that's a leader I want to be like. Oh my God, that's a hard question. That's a really hard question. I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I now off the cuff have a have a. Have well, a, it just sounds to me like leadership is very important to you because is, because you. Well, you know, in, that's actually not a hard question. Let me let me reverse that. It's not a hard question. My father. There you go. Because he's fair. He's always always been fair. He's always been a listener who lists a leader that listened and took in whatever issue problem idea, thought process, anything that we had to do and just always then responds in the most fair approach right. to that. And I've, I've always had great respect for that. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Claudia, for your time and your insight and looking forward to the growth and of SPOA over the next year or so, and hope to see you in Houston in June. Thank you so much. Yes. We'll see you there. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you for listening to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. Read more great stories and sign up for the newsletter at www.thedeadpixelssociety.com.